Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Andrea Riseborough is the star of the film To Leslie. I'm David Buchanan with Gold Derby. Uh, Andrea, I want to begin by asking you, well, actually not asking, congratulating you on the Independent Spirit Award nomination for the film. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, tell us about, you know, what that recognition feels like uh, for this film in particular, because this is such a, a moving and powerful work uh, and your performance. So what is what is the recognition mean for this role in particular? I mean, it's, you know, it, it's vital for us as a film, really. Um, the nomination has been such a helpful um, step into breaking through the noise of all of the many other films with you know, some of which I'm in, um, which have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to publicize with, and we don't have that. Um, and, and that's as it should be. And it's been such a, it's been such a, it was a film that we shot in 19 days on film, um, which as you know, is very difficult now with processing time and it's difficult to even process film now. Um, but it was a commitment that we made and, uh, we'd sometimes do 10 scenes a day and every every shot really is the first or second or third take because we didn't have the, you know, we didn't have the fortune of having a lot of film, but in a way it was, it was a different fortune in of itself because I think it afforded us a kind of immediacy and urgent, you know, sense of urgency, literal sense of terror, no sense of urgency that, um, that made everybody, every creative involved with the process and and there were lots of them it was the height of 2020 in the pandemic when the hospitals were full and it was a really horrible horrible bleak time and nobody was shooting and we also probably wouldn't have got funded had it not been for that time because this was a very small intimate character piece and so every, every moment was 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 vital and precious and every creative who made the film was really constantly at the top of their game for want of a better you know a less a less banal sentence <laughs> you know what you know what i mean <laughs> it's amazing to hear how quickly this came together and i do want to ask you before we dive into the performance um about your role as executive producer on the film um what about it when the project came your way uh made you feel so passionately not only to star in it but to kind of take take the reins behind the scenes as well um you know talk about the screenplay and and obviously you gave us some insight into the process but you know, what about this project made you want to, you know, dive in in that capacity beyond just as an actor? The script was beautiful and it was very paired. It was very, um, it was very, 
it wasn't sensational in any way and it's it's certainly wasn't saccharine but it was um really seeing someone in the highs and lows of their life and somebody who internally is unable to really find any balance at all so you know even 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 if her life looks pretty stable internally she's still having she's still you know full of um temporary hope or deeply hopeless um so the script was wonderful and it was written by Leslie's son really who um gave his mum what she couldn't have in life and, and wrote this story for her and in the story she finds a sort of redemption um like I say which was not in any way saccharine or unbelievable um and a big cornerstone for Michael and I who'd worked together before when we when he brought this piece to me um was the film Wonder Barbara Loden's Wonder which had inspired funnily enough a different film that I produced called Nancy um Christina Cho and I the director of that film had referenced that a lot had been real cornerstone of how we wanted to spend time with Nancy rather than see her through a the lens of judgment or morality or reduce her to being just an imposter you know just just somebody who has imposter syndrome and the same with Leslie in a sense this is all tying together very nicely it didn't mean to but (laughs) but in terms of you know passionately producing something um the same with Leslie because in this in the script the potential was there to just spend time with a human and to immerse yourself in her cycles of shame we all, I think we can all identify with whether we've been Leslie or orbited somebody like Leslie or had bo- or seen it from both sides we can all identify with disappointing the ones we love feeling the shame of that and then coping with it in a way that's not necessarily healthy for Leslie that's drinking and it's a sort of spiral and we can all spiral like that yeah I mean every human has the the ability to spiral like that except maybe Trump (laughs) not sure not sure he's had a shame spiral um side note (laughs) but I think um when Michael Michael's passion for wanting to share this female anti-hero you know with with the world in a way that was just really a presentation an intimate portrait of somebody um without great swells of music and uh soft focus and strings that needn't be there because there aren't strings that come on in life when you're being sick in a toilet and you're at your absolute bottom um the way he wanted to tell the story and with Lark and our DP who also shot everywhere, everything, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. He's a brilliant DP. The way I knew he wanted to capture Leslie was so exciting. And so that's the reason that I absolutely wanted to do it. Um, and it could have been a very different film in, in the, I don't want to say wrong hands, but it could have been a very different film. It could have been um, 
it could have been a much more mainstream film. I think that probably would have made it of less, perhaps less quality. Um, I only say that because I, I feel like with more money comes more voices and we had the great advantage of sticking to our vision, you know, really um, what we set out to achieve and, and, and we were very, there was very little constraint and there weren't 300 opinions about what everybody was doing. And also what that, what that, that, that gave us was the, the, the freedom to, as least a, a person, a human with whom I think anybody can identify. Um, and that's the most important part of this story really is that somebody is vivacious and hysterically funny and wild and hedonistic and brilliant as she is finds it hard to live in this world that we have constructed and we all find it hard to live in this world and there's a truth about her where she's absolutely in touch with the idea that she, she shouldn't be cleaning toilets she doesn't want to be spending her life doing that what comes with that is a self-righteousness and a victimhood that's very hard to watch but there's also this brazen truth in a way and, and we've all had a relationship with those people you know um who are so magnetic and you gravitate towards so strongly and you can destroy yourself around them as well uh, in an effort to fill that um negative space inside them that hole inside them that's just it, it's not possible to satiate it doesn't matter what you put in it what substance you put in it and and we all of us have our own addictions you know some people are addicted to people and some people are addicted to every we all have our own i don't know what the, i think the term is isms we all have our own isms but um to i'm sure on a spectrum everybody has something but um it felt like an important time to tell the story. And we told it at the height of 2020, like I said, in, in a really difficult situation. But what that gave uh, me when I was playing Leslie is that I was surrounded by people constantly in the way that she would be in a bar. I'm totally alone, you know. Um, I was seeing my other half, Kareem, here and there. But I mean, even when, even with Michael and Larkin, who were covered in masks and face shields and <laughs> everything else, and our supporting artists who were brilliant. There were so many of them and we had to be so careful and we didn't have one single case of COVID actually on set, which was amazing. Everyone was so um, vigilant. It it was, it felt, it felt deeply lonely to be in a crowded room and um, and really unable to have any sort of intimacy. So the so the film then ends up being that the relationship is kind of between Leslie and the audience. That's really fascinating because uh, I think we had a lot of that in 70s cinema, you know, and um, and, and you get that quality on film. Anyone who's a sort of a geeky in any way about film understands that when they see film, there's a different quality. 
um, which we can convey as actors and creatives through that medium. It's 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 different to digital work, um, and it's not endless. It's not like an endless resource either. So, you know, you don't just keep rolling and go over and over. And uh, it's it's a sort of precious commodity in of itself. You're committing something to. It's almost like, in a sense, doing theatre where you can never take back that one performance, which sounds horrible and dreadful, but you can't. And it's a special moment and you have that rapport with the audience and it'll never happen again. And film is almost is similar to that in a way. Yeah, let's dive into the performance aspect. Uh, you were talking about the spiral, you know, just kind of watching someone spiral and, and so full of life and, and vivacious um, that can't quite fit. Um, it is such a, your performance is so full-bodied and full-hearted and it, just so soulful. I mean, it, it, it must, must have taken so much to, to bring the character to those places. Um, I wanted to know, what was your preparation process like? I mean, you see it on, on the page of the screenplay. So before you started production, how did you really get yourself prepared to, to take Leslie and to take your own body you know, and heart to those places? You know, it was it was a bit of a marathon because we'd been preparing this for a, I think a couple of years before we shot it. We had this opportunity, as I say, in the pandemic, and, it, and, it, and these things pop up. And as you know, with financing, it's such a transient thing that if you don't take advantage of it, sometimes you know uh, that's why people often back the wrong horse. I think you know, like make the wrong partnerships and then regret it later because it's so it takes such a lot of money to to make film um it's an expensive it's a very expensive art form and um there's not a huge amount of profit comes from it you know so it's we I was finishing we sort of in its inception it was maybe maybe like a year year and a half a year and a half before two years before perhaps when Michael brought the script to me it had sat in all of us for quite a long time we had a group together everybody knew we were pretty sure about you know who was going to be in it and it was just kind of about when it would happen as it turned out I shot please baby please up until the day before this started and I shot Amsterdam I mean I was in I was rehearsing for Amsterdam the day after this finished I'd already been preparing with David for Amsterdam before um, Please Baby Please started. So there was just a, a lot in a lot of different plates spinning. And then we started at the beginning of the new year in Amsterdam. That was a very different experience because we were in Paramount Studios and we had Disney behind us. And, you know, it was, um, that was like watching the film Contagion. You know, that was like, everyone was equipped. It looked like a battleground, <laughs> you know, Paramount was taking it very seriously in all the best ways. It was, it was like a, a well-oiled machine because there was lots of money behind it. And our experience on to Leslie, we had a brilliant COVID team, but it was so bare bones and we had to be just so utterly careful at all times. And we were shooting on the sides of roads and in motels and we shot it not in Texas, but in LA because we couldn't actually get to Texas um at the height of the pandemic obviously and we wanted to do it safely it was great we managed to provide loads of jobs at a time when people really needed them in the film industry um and we shot in Lancaster and downtown LA and the production team were amazing 
but in terms of my preparation it happened so far before the fact <laughs> sort of and and now it's strange because having done things before and after it I'm now processing what what we did back then so far after the fact which is something very strange about being an actor which a filmmaker doesn't really have the same experience with you know they kind of birth this thing and they stay with it they often do other things but it's you know it's that one process and then they bring it into the world and then they spend all this time understanding how the world receives it um and for us we're always dotting around in different headspaces and the way we were shooting it to speak to your question the way we were shooting it in terms of you know what was demanded emotionally was bonkers i mean it was you know we were doing 10 scenes a day um I haven't I haven't thought of this I, I don't know whether that's a bad or a good thing but um people have said it a few times in all sorts of different stages of of intoxication I suppose which is true but for me I'm I was so I'm I'm uh, so clear about where she is in each of those moments that it wasn't something that um it's something I no longer needed to map out or plot out. Or, I mean, it was so in the bones of me by the time we got to, to doing it. Um, but it was definitely a switch. And I would say that when I finished it, I was pretty broken. <laughs> I was pretty broken. We finished on Christmas Eve, freezing cold somewhere outside, all of us. And it had been such an, it had been such an insane experience for the crew as much as anything because everybody has a Leslie or has been one or has both perspectives and there was so much catharsis um really for everybody who was involved in that film it's very difficult to say goodbye on Christmas Eve there's a moment in the film that Leslie references having had beautiful Christmases when her son was little and really if there's any sort of thing that's going to fill that void that I was talking about uh, um before it's that it's 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 a, the love for a son and the, and the memories and that's what I think what what makes the film worth making and beautiful is that Ryan was able to he was able to express that through film in a way that sometimes we can't live out in life um you know, we think about saying things to those that we love all the time, don't we? But we don't necessarily always voice them. Absolutely. Um, I do have to let you go. I could talk to you for for much longer about the film and the beautiful performance, but um, I do have to let you go. Andrea Riseborough, congratulations on the film. Um, thank you so much for spending some time with Gold Derby today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.